Ron, one thing we never got back to <clears throat> was Mike Sullivan, top of the show, and how it's really similar to the Steelers situation. We're going to dive into Russell Wilson in a minute. But we do have a caller who wanted to weigh in there. We went to Peter King and didn't have a chance to take this call. And should Mike Tull Sullivan be on a hot seat soon? Like, how is this so different from what's happening with the Steelers? It's just the same thing over and over again. And you never really get the feeling that either franchise is a legit contender. How much does a championship or even two, how much time does that buy you? Sean, go ahead. We are going to go to Kevin in Hawaii. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Um, so I want to get to Tomlin versus Sully in a second, but just, and I've been pounding this drum for the last three or four years. I, I, I love Tanger. I love what he did for us. The problem is in the past, Chris was fast enough to make up for his boneheaded mistakes, the blue line in the crease and his lazy clearing passes at times. And the last three to four years hasn't been the case. Um, I got it. He's on a plus 13 roll, but seven or I think seven of that is his ridiculous game he had a couple months ago. Um, if you look at when Chris, Chris a lot of times creates the problems that end up in the back of the net. And the game where we were up 2-0 a couple days ago, go back and look at that tape. Chris almost single-handedly changed the momentum in that game and lost that game. And that's, that's not an unusual thing. I think for the Pens to turn around and get the shakeup they need, I'd go to Chris, and I, I thought this was Dubas was doing when he had that um, before he accepted the job conversation with Sid uh, in the offseason, is ask Chris if he'd be willing to take a trade to go home. And because you can't have Chris and Malkin on the same team as naturally undisciplined as they are, but I think Malkin is very serviceable, to your point earlier, on that second or third line and even the second power play if he knows that he has to tighten it up a little bit. And um, I think making a shakeup like moving Chris on and getting some draft picks back and a little bit uh, more responsibility and um, on the D-line and then also cap space is, is the way to move forward. And I know most people in Pittsburgh don't agree with that, but I've been saying that for years, and I think that's the gap. So you had a problem, um, you had a problem with him two years ago when he had 68 points in 78 games and a plus 20 yeah, rating? Yeah, so I absolutely did, and, and here's the reason why. If you go back to the playoffs two years ago when we got bounced by New York, yes, the main reason we got bounced is because we had a couple brutal injuries to Raquel and to uh, Crosby. But if you look at and we were – I wasn't, but the media and a lot of the fans in Pittsburgh were beating the heck out of Jari, and Jari didn't have a great playoffs. Oh, by the way, the only reason we're even in contention right now for the playoffs is one of the moves that Dubas made in extending Jari and bringing in the backup because they're the reason we won five or ten of the games we won that we probably didn't deserve to win this year. And, and so go back and look at those tapes from the games that we lost against the Rangers. There's at least four or five goals that were scored where Chris is in front of our goalie with no one around him screening him when he gets scored on. Well, I guess we're so just going to agree to disagree. Yeah, I couldn't. On, I think I, I don't think Latang. I agreed with one thing that he said. Actually, what, what, what about Carlson? Like I said, I mean, I don't. we let you have a long time here to talk. Let us talk back here now. I think Le, uh, Malkin is much more of a liability right now than Latang is. Yeah, I Latang isn't perfect. I get that, but um, to me, Malkin is much more. 
uh, of a detriment to the team. And as far as the goaltending goes, yeah, I love Ned coming in as the backup. Jari has been very inconsistent for me. Tremendous. Five shutouts, I believe, tied for the league lead. Um, but again, I think he lost sight of a, a puck last night. He's just too inconsistent for me. So I, I'm with you, Joe. I can agree to disagree with this gentleman. Well, he's, he's in Hawaii. I guess I can't feel too bad for him. If there's well, if there's a defenseman who triggers the other team's offense, it's indisputably Carlson over Latang this year. He is the guy. He sounds like the guy that you're talking about. But go ahead. We're running yeah, a little low so, on time, but go ahead. Yeah. So I'll go really quick on the second point. What, what I'll say is I prepped it by saying you guys are going to disagree with me because I knew it was coming. So that being said, um, I, I think you're also right. I think Sully's getting to the precipice of being in the same position that I think Tomlin's been in a lot longer than him. And I, I agree completely with Ron's article a couple days ago. The only thing I would add to the Ron's article related to TJ and entertaining, um, you know, a trade for draft picks is, I'd try to package him and send him to you know Washington or Carolina with Tomlin and move on, which we know is not going to happen. Um, but I, I think Sully's reaching that point. I think he still has a little more credit left because of the recent cups and the, and the team that he's been coaching. Because what I would say is Sully in the big picture, hasn't had the talented squad roster wise in the league that Tomlin has in the time that Tomlin's been struggling. I think he's had what? more talent in comparison to the rest of the teams of the league versus what Sully's been coaching other than his than Sid, obviously. Well, Sid, Gensel, Latang, Malkin, Carlson. You mentioned the goalie. Yeah, the top uh, lines. Which yeah, okay. you can't win in the HL NHL with just the top with the top and second line. We all know that. You gotta have a third and fourth line. It's been a long time since Sully had a third and fourth line. Yeah. Well sometimes you gotta make do with what you have. And uh he hasn't done it. He hasn't won a big game. Anyway, thank you very much from Hawaii, Ron. Would you like to be in Hawaii? Uh, I would almost kill to be in Hawaii. I was just watching a golf tournament in Hawaii. That's where you belong. You Man, belong like on the be senior there. tour playing in places like that. You do. That's yeah. where your calling was. Is there a senior tour for people who shoot right around 100? <laughs> there should be. There people should would be. pay for that. People would pay for it. All right, Ron, <clears throat> we've talked to Peter King on a number of occasions, probably five weeks in a row. He's been uh, a regular. He is a regular for us. It, it began a little over a month ago. And every single time he's mentioned Russell Wilson, the new bit of information, maybe I should have been aware of this, uh, and I wasn't, was that he said you could get Russell Wilson for the league minimum, maybe. Because Denver owes him all that money. Yes. Uh, sign me up for that. Where's the risk? What what would be the downside of Russell Wilson at the league minimum? If he would come here, I don't see one. I, I don't think he is what he used to be. Uh, I understand that Peter said you know that he had all kind of problems the last two years. He still put up decent numbers. I think he's still better than Pickett or, and Mason. Uh, so I would absolutely investigate it. Me too. How about you out there at four one two nine two eight? 9370. I guess the question might be would you rather have him or Mason? At this point, I'd rather have him. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'd rather have him than Pickett. Than Pickett. Yes. Right. I'd rather have him than anybody in their quarterback room. <laughs> I mean, I understand there's more than just the numbers, but Russell Wilson, last I checked, was he not <clears throat> among the league leaders? He was. He was. 
seventh overall in passer rating this year at 98. With 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions in the games that I watched, late in games, he was winning games. And this was this was with a coach and an organization that was working arguably against him. Hey, Sean Payton didn't want him from the very beginning, right? Right. I and, mean, and, and neither they butted heads right from the start. Exactly. And they chose, after the, the organization's biggest win in I don't know how many years, we would see if Horse would agree with us here, after they beat Kansas City to tell him about that contractual situation where, hey, uh, you know, you got to take this money back, basically. That's what they chose to do after he, after he throws for three touchdowns and no picks and a 119 rating and beats Mahomes 24 to 9. You come to him with that. Then he beats Green Bay by going 20 to 29. And then they and then I think understandably honestly they ran into a rough streak although he did have a game against Chicago Ron where we went 21 to 28 for 220 Oh no this was I'm working in reverse order uh early in the season three touchdowns and no picks he beat in in succession Green Bay Kansas City Buffalo Minnesota and Cleveland That's not bad they look like they had it turned around they remember people saying they're a playoff contender That's not bad and against Kansas City, the first time he didn't fare well. The second time he did. In those games, he had eight touchdowns and no interceptions, and he ran for a bunch of yards too. And I think he was benched in large part because they didn't want him to get hurt because of the contract. Well, yeah, the case. whole contract thing. And then that had people wondering, you know, is Sean Payton, does he want to win with Russell Wilson or make him look bad? People right. were starting to wonder about that. He had a pretty good year. I don't know that he's the Russell Wilson of old. That guy was a great quarterback. But he's 35, and he's coming off a good season. I would take a chance on him. Absolutely. If, if, if we're talking league minimum. Yeah, if, yeah. If it's, it's, if or it's not the financial hit and you're not taking on his contract. How about you? 412-928-9370. Let's listen to uh, some people next, but let's also listen to Peter King coming up next here on Cook and Joe. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit him at southhillskia.net. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And it's 1123. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Ron? Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Reuter Plumbing, Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. You've heard me say it for going on three years now. I always talk about how they have the best trucks and the best equipment on the road. And one big way I see this is with their trenchless pipelining techniques. What that means is back in my day, on I always like to say Clearview Street, Chippewa Township, Beaver Falls. If you had a broken sewer line, you had to dig up your yard, your driveway. It was a mess. Expensive, time-consuming. Now with the techniques of uh, trenchless pipelining that Mr. Rooter Plumbing has, you can do the job a lot more efficiently and at a lot cheaper cost. Who doesn't like efficiency and cheaper costs? Mr. Rooter Plumbing going on 21 years in this market. 50 trucks out on the road every day. Write down the number so you have it handy. 412 Rooter 2. 412 Rooter 2. Check out the website. It's a really good one. MrRooterPittsburgh.com. I can't recommend them enough. I'll say it three times. Pittsburgh's number one. Number one. Number one. Full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 